0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us this week. Quick disclaimer, we did record this show yesterday before Robbie Anderson was signed by the Panthers and before Brashad Perryman became a New York Jet, so just keep that in mind. Are oh, you ready? Can't The New York Jets we beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The, the New York Jets. I think Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Bird! Bird! He's very passionate. Bird. Bird. Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. falling to the jet. Sam
1: Darnold.
0: Sam Darnold. That's Darnold.
1: such an upside. <laughs>
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque, quarantine zone, Crystal Lake Studios in Putnam, Valley, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. I am joined on the line, as always, by the number one jet fan in the state of Texas, none other than my colleague and co-host, Michael LeGarris, everyone.
1: Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? And to
0: the right of me, the man, the myth, the legend, the majestic beast, the big stinking Wookiee, <laughs> Nicholas Kronk. What's up, everybody? Here we are, guys, round two here of the quarantine AEBG episode. I know we're all shut-ins right now. Everybody, we got a lot of positive feedback for last week's episode. We really thank everybody for that. I know it's been tough out there and everyone's trying to do their best to get through it. So just keep keeping on, everyone. Thank you for supporting us. We really do appreciate it. Not too much going on in the world of sports, obviously, because everything's on pause, except for the little crumbles we're getting from NFL free agency. Um, we got some signings for the Jets, some new guys, some internal guys, some different guys throughout the league have gone different places. Um, but Mike, coming off last week's ep, I mean, we pretty much covered most of the big signings they got right away, but what our boy Joe Douglas, with the mountain like, has continued to do is completely revamp this offensive line. Our biggest weakness, we won't beat the dead horse, we all know, but he's adding not just guys that are serviceable starters, Mike, like a guy like uh, Van Rotten, who he just grabbed, who we're gonna talk about in a moment, but he's also grabbing guys like Andrews to be backups. I mean, this is basically, Mike, a complete overhaul of the offensive line. Even before we get to the NFL draft, which is just not something I anticipated for the Jets, I didn't think they were going to grab this many different free agents. I didn't think the market would be so friendly yes. for the Jets, where a lot of these guys are on one-year deals we got. A lot of people went out on the Jets, different guys we brought back, like Jenkins, guys like Poole, who thought they'd get certain money. They didn't. Robbie you thought he might get certain money. He didn't. Right. Some of these guys we even got in probably thought they would maybe get brought back by their teams. Yep. Like Nasir, Uh, no, like Nasir, didn't get brought back, so... I think it's worked out in the Jets' favor, Mike, especially in the one area of weakness we had that was glaring, the offensive
1: line. Guess what? With all the moves we've done, the Jets still have the second most cap room in the National Football League. And with all of that, the flexibility next year to get rid of all these one-year contracts. This, I, I you know, we're living in a twilight zone right now. It's like we actually have a competent front office. It's not even just Joe Douglas. It's the guys that were working under him and assessing and how they're structuring these, 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 all of these contracts. And we haven't did uh, we haven't put long-term money into any of these resources. We identified gaps in talent in our offensive line, you know, linebacking, core defense, what have you, and we then found people who we believe can serve as a as a replacement or a fill-in for next year and we're giving Adam Gase his what he needs to actually be successful. Now, if it doesn't work out for Adam Gase next year and the Jets tremendously underperform, you know, pivoting to a new coaching staff will be a lot easier given all of these one-year flexible contracts, but I really, really am impressed with what Greg Williams, with J- what Joe Douglas has been doing, and you could just tell that his priority is protecting the quarterback. What he has done on the offensive line, and we were you just mentioned the first guy, Greg, Greg Van Rotten. Now, Greg Van Rotten, it's crazy. This guy is like me and you. He's a Jet fan his whole life. When he's a little boy, he he uh, went and tweeted a bunch of pictures when he grew up in Long Island uh, of him with a Jets helmet and all that stuff, and You get a guy like, imagine you or me with like 350 pounds, you know, got a job to protect Sam Darnold. You know you're throwing everything out there on Sundays to protect the quarterback. (laughs) So he he received a three-year contract and the Jets were targeting him from the beginning of free agency. This wasn't something that just happened. Joe Douglas and team have been negotiating with him for a couple of days now. And they add a significant piece to the offensive line. Now, this guy isn't like the top level talent that you see at guard. He's a journeyman uh, uh, guard, but he had hurt, got hurt last year, missed five games. He's six foot three, 303 pounds. He's tough, smart. He's already played on a good offensive line, blocking for Cam Newton. Um, he became a starter in 2018. And from what I've heard, and looked at blogs, that this guy is is well-liked over there in Carolina. Um, so he's coming to the Jets, his favorite team, and what this does is give Joe Douglas an option to cut Brian Winters, because he's, a, I would say, just a, a little bit of an upgrade over Brian Winters at guard. But um, you can keep Brian Winters if you want, to keep uh, depth. But if they decide to, hey, sign Jadavion Clowney and then cut Brian Winters, well that saves you seven million right there. Throw an additional ten and uh that's seventeen million you could throw at Clowney. Hey, I'm not the GM, right?
0: Yeah, and I wonder with uh, what they're gonna do, do, because Ro- Van Rotten can probably play both sides of the ball depending on what they do with Winters, like you just said. But I thought that was a an, it's another savvy signing. Mike, you mentioned this um Right before free agency hit, you mentioned on the show that the way that Joe Douglas wanted to, you know, the way that he was taught to go about business that was successful in the NFL was taught to him by Ozzie Newsom. Right. Ozzie Newsom's philosophy was to, wait, to the, wait until that second wave, unless it was a no-brainer. Oh, of course. Right? Wait until that second wave of guys, right? Those guys that are C+, plus, B-, minus, B-level dudes yep. that you can get at a good price. And you sign those guys to build your team, and you build around them with smaller deals. Right. So you always keep yourself very flexible. That's how the Ravens have maintained a really good roster for a really long time. Regardless of who the quarterback's been, kind of a lot of turnover there. Roster-wise, they always stay pretty good when it comes right. to talent, which is a smart way to go about things. And that seems to be the way the Jets are doing things, and that's not the way we've done things in the past. So it's refreshing. It's Like Mike said, it's new. We're not used to this, being fiscally responsible, but also getting talent that we need. Normally, those things don't go hand-in-hand. But it has so far this year. And you know, Van Rotten was a smart signing. And one thing I'll keep mentioning to Jet fans is, you know, they got McGovern, who's a legit center. He's legit. He's a good center in the NFL. Um, They got Font. When it comes to athleticism, I read all these different measurables with him where all the measurables that Werf's had in the combine, Font basically has the same measurables. Right. And, but he's just not, not someone people know about because of because of his path. Yeah. He's right. not because of his path in the NFL, which I get that. And that, that yeah. makes sense. But when you look at it, guy's a guy like a guy like this Van Rotten, even if he's just average, like he's been the last couple of years, he's been an average, decent, okay guard. Right. We that for the Jets, where you guys are ranking last, exactly. if you go from last to the guy who's fifteenth or sixteenth, right. that's a gigantic jump. Yeah. And that's the perspective we have to keep putting the offensive line in as far as last year to this year. Right. Getting dudes that are just average for us. If we had five just average offensive linemen, we'd be like, oh, that's actually such a huge improvement because everybody last year was so bad. Yeah. The past couple years have been so bad. It's been so long. So we've had anybody that's really impactful on the
1: line. Uh, one quick note I wanted to say, I know we covered George Fant last week, but there was uh, I saw a great piece or I read a great piece about George Fant over this weekend and um he was an undrafted free agent and the seattle seahawks kind of picked him up because he had played basketball so he he never played offensive line before okay fan and they said hey this guy has size athleticism Pete carroll's like let's work on him his first year his rookie year they just worked him and uh you know he was on the practice squad i believe and then he was a a depth guy worked his way up and he started starting games you know near the end of his rookie year then his second year, okay, he was gonna be the starting left tackle, and Seattle was like in love with him. They were like, wow, like he really looks great in practice, everything like that. Preseason, son, snapped ACL, son. Done for the year. Okay? This is what happened to him. This is what happened to him. They were really, really excited about him because he remember he's never really learned how to play tackle before right so he comes back from his injury this last year right and they went and signed another left tackle so he wasn't gonna start so then they were started plugging him in in all these different places right guard right tackle left tackle so remember he's a newbie he's only been playing tackle or offensive line for about two years he hasn't really learned the technique, so when you looked and saw the gaps in his talent, they would say, oh, he doesn't have real good technique. He has well, no duh, because he hasn't had the right coaching and the, the commitment for him to play one position on the offensive line and learn, okay? So that's why he was like all over the place and he never really got to like solidify himself in a certain position, so now he's a free agent and the Jets just gripped him. If they commit to him as a tackle, he has the talent to succeed, and yes, he is a little raw, but that would be given the fact that he hasn't played the position long enough. So I thought that was some interesting context to fan.
0: I know that uh, McGovern and Van Rodden also did really good workout numbers, they can move laterally really well. I know fan, like you said Mike, he's not somebody that has like necessarily the the resume on paper. Right. Where, you know, he came up the blue chipper way, a left tackle wood or a big time tackle wood, but that doesn't mean he doesn't have the athleticism, which right, in some rare cases guys can adjust and be able to play late in the game. Football's not normally a sport, you just pick up late because right. you're a great athlete and yep. you can play. It doesn't yeah. happen very often. I mean, there's some examples of it in the NFL. There's guys like Gates. There's other right. guys out there. But it doesn't happen very often. This seems like it could be one of those guys that is going to be able to do that. And another sign in the Jets had to kind of add a little bit more depth to the offensive line here as we move through was Josh Andrews, center, formerly with the Colts. He is just a guy basically they added for depth. But um, as we mentioned earlier, compared to last season, this season's depth and quality of player. Right. It, it's just so far. It's so far from last season. This is another good signing. Another smart signing.
1: Remember when I asked you, "Hey, should we keep Tom Compton?" and you quickly were like, "No." Well, this is his replacement. Oh, absolutely. And this is another <laughs> guy. Like we mentioned,
0: now another big hole that we had and that we weren't sure if it was going to be the 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 draft if we addressed it or how right. we we're going to go about filling it was the cornerback position. Now, we signed a one-year deal with Pierre Desir last year. Um, he had a pretty good season with the Colts. Pretty decent season. He's a starting-level corner. Kind of came out of nowhere to become a starter for them. And I know he's somebody, Mike, that I didn't think was going to be on the free agent market. We scooped him up pretty quick one day after he hit after he hit the free agent pool. We also brought back uh, Brian Poole, as you mentioned. We still got on Austin. And I do think they're going to still draft a corner. I mean, that would yeah. be smart in one of those first four picks. So, Absolutely. even at that position, cornerback... Where offensive line and corner and that edge rusher is where the Jets' areas of weakness as coming in, the areas they need to address the, the quickest and that were the most glaring. Another guy, smart signing, uh, one-year oh, yeah. one deal, yep. really talented. If Blassant Austin... Continues to play the way he put it at the end of last season Which is which is pretty decent This guy plays decent Poole just plays like he did last year And you have You're Jamal true. Adams And we have all these linebackers back and healthy in the middle of the yep. field I mean the Jets could really be something on defense next year They could even be better on defense next year Than they were last year yeah. And I really do think it was a tremendous signing Mike, Another very, very smart Heady signing by our boy the Mountain
1: And what he did is he Went and identified a guy In 2018 Who did very, very well at the cornerback position landed himself a three-year, $23 million extension, hurt his hammy in 19, and then they cut him. And it was a surprise, and D- And Douglas knows this dude. And they at- went after him immediately. And you always want to look at guys who, you know, have shown an ability to execute, and whether it be injury, whether it be uh, situation, for whatever reason, they dipped in their value for that year. And then sometimes you can get those guys and get them on the cheap. And that's kind of what I believe Joe Douglas did. And also what he did is that, yes, we hope that Bless On Austin is starting as a cornerback next year but it also allows us to be flexible in the draft and take best player available so you're not going to reach for a cornerback now you're not going to reach for a left tackle in the first round you're not going to reach for for a guard or a center in the second it makes it it makes
0: it more it makes it more of a probability that if judy is out there or a stud wide receiver at 11 which is more like him or lamb could really really be there at 11. They end up on the Jets. Oh yeah! And all of a sudden, we're handing Sam Darnold <laughs> a t- uh, his first. Robbie's a weapon. Don't get me wrong, Mike. You go, kid. But we're talking about those guys could be potential legitimate number one game-changing type receivers. Absolutely. You, you grant now we might have given ourselves because of these really really heady signings the flexibility to do exactly what you just said.
1: Yeah. Uh, the only thing about this year that I'm a little bit questioning is that play more of a man to man. That's what Greg Williams likes, and the Colts were more of a zone-based team. So I hope Desir can challenge receivers man to I man. that's usually usually it's hard for cornerbacks will, to be That's, that's why true. that's why I didn't want that's why I didn't want Byron Jones. Because Byron Jones was a zone corner. And, you know, you want got man cats like Darius Slay's man. You know, Revis was man. You know what I'm saying? Like and, and Bless on and Austin, to be honest with you, trends to be a man type corner because of his length. He could just stay. Yes, yes. And so, but I will say maybe, one
0: thing with with guys like in his position, he got that deal. He got that deal with the Colts, right? Played great in 2018. He got his deal, and then he got dunked the next year. Yeah, you know, yeah. kind of in the same. He, Mike, he's almost like the the Tremaine Johnson of their team right except play yes. play played at a much much better level than tremaine johnson don't get me wrong played at a much better level than tremaine johnson but the same token they didn't feel like he was worth the money you give a guy like that a one-year deal like they did a corner who wants to get paid next year yeah i love these type of deals these are the oh, deals yeah. that guys get so you know how motivated scheme wise i'm not arguing with you but i'm saying motivation wise I know last year, some people say maybe he wasn't as motivated as the year before, but I don't think this year with our squad, with Greg Williams as your coach, I don't think motivation's an option. Because if now, you're not motivated, I, you're not playing. No, no.
1: I know, and I want to talk about Greg Williams and what his effect has been when we get to the linebackers, but the the, the pickup that I even liked better than Nasir was Christian, the safety. You know, uh, over the weekend um, when we had picked this guy up, Uh, Mike Clay on Twitter was discussing how the Jets had not done anything to improve or to address their lack of edge presence, and I had to correct him on that on a tweet, and he actually replied back to me, and then we ended up agreeing, but you know... Uh, He said that the Jets hadn't addressed it at all. And I said, sir, uh, I said, I said, sir, that's actually not the case. Indirectly, we have addressed it because we picked up this this guy. He is a backup, Marquis Christian, who is a safety, who played on the Rams, former DB. This guy's specialty is special teams and pass coverage, where he played 358 defensive snaps for the Rams in 2019, mainly as a free safety why is that important i yeah, know
0: what that means i know you i know what is yeah, the, you know where i'm know going where with going. this
1: and you know why he why he did it because Greg williams said go get me another safety who could play free safety so we could take Jamal adams and put him out there on the edge and that to me why Jamal adams is so elite it's not about his coverage skills he's good he's decent coverage he's an ex exceptional tackler but what he's the best at he is the best at run defense and getting after the quarterback he is a weapon uh, I, one of the best i've ever seen to be honest with you at doing that like troy troy Polamalu's status i'm not gonna say he's better than him but he's he's trending there yeah sure okay sure. he's trending there and so when you get now with this guy you can run three safety sets and then just put jamal wherever you decide to go and that's why i'm also intrigued by the way and i know this is getting a little bit off topic by getting Davion Clowney because clowny is also good he's an exceptional run stuffer he's not the best at, at sacks okay because everybody wants to talk about sacks he's an exceptional run stuffer if you've got jamal adams on one side and then you've got Clowney oh, on God. the other where are you going where are you yeah. going and then mike 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 and then
0: going? if if say you, if you break through if you're getting through the first level of defense yeah. if CJ Molsey's back there if they do hold on to oh. Williams if they do you know they have Hewitt and they have Jenkins and they have Burgess
1: Yo. that's Yo. pretty and they have Cashman Yo. Pretty
0: solid right there.
1: Yo, son, that's a serious, I didn't even, you know, that's so crazy, I didn't even think about that. You get Clowney, you got, and then you got both those, Avery, and, and you got oh, CJ in the middle. We could dream. I, oh, We're allowed to dream. Of course. Man. We're allowed to dream. Quinnin' and quitting up in the middle, yeah. And
0: the thing with get Christian, that. too, tremendous special teamer. So he's a guy that's going to yes. give you value in that area of the field, too. So that was really, really smart uh, signing by the Jets. Mike, I agree 100%. Now, when it comes to the guys that we brought back to the squadron, A-B-G fave. Right. Neville Hewitt gets yep. brought back. Last Neville, year started 12 games. I mean, Neville Hewitt started the, in the preseason the previous year, Mike. Uh, me and you were really big fans of him because, you know, he's a guy that seemed like every time he was out there was making plays, was a smart guy. Last year he got put into a position where he was out there calling the defense, 12 games he had 75 tackles, um, he actually had three sacks also, so, I mean, Hewitt was somebody that was impactful last year, I'm stoked they brought back, and when it comes to Avery Williamson, it does leave kind of a gray area there yep. because they have yep. Hewitt, okay, they have C.J. Mosley, they have Cashman. They have Burgess, that they brought back. We're going to get into it in a moment. who also had 80 tackles there. She had only 10 games. Uh-oh. So, they have some guys that can play middle linebacker out there. And I'm not sure if Avery Williamson... What do you think, Mike? Is Avery Williamson... Is this bringing back a few at end, Burgess? Do you think that kind of signals the end of the Avery Williamson era, even though he didn't really get a chance to play last year because of the injury?
1: Well, the way I look at it is that, you know, we just talked about it. All of these... Most of these contracts are all one-year deals, so... As long as you're not trying to get a guy like Jadavion, or you're trying to get um, a free agent that's going to cost you a lot of money that's going to hit the cap this year, I would keep Avery Williams. And why not? Because after this year, then they, I believe, they'll be able to cut him next year, or th- this is the end of like his guaranteed money. He's very, very good. He makes us better. He loves the team. Like, why not keep them if if you're financially, fiscally responsible where your cap numbers are fine? I would keep them, you know, unless and I and again, right right now, they've got the second most cap room of any team in the National Football League at this moment. So if, you know, depending on what Joe is going to do here, if he's still going to get Robbie, if he's deciding to go out Clowney. Now, if you're going to bring Clowney on and you're like, OK, when do I where who do I cut? Do I cut Avery Williamson and his six million or do I or eight point five million? Excuse me. Or do I cut uh, winners for seven? I mean, me, I me, I'm cutting winners value wise. I'll cut winners. You know what,
0: winners became much more likely to be the one if it was between the two to be cut, Mike, just because of all those offensive line signings that we've had. I know Avery Williamson and Mosley combined lead up about $26 million on the cap, but if, like Mike said if the Jets aren't going to go out there and grip up some monster and get themselves clowny or someone that's going to really, really hit the the salary cap in a right. heavy way or make a trade to do the same thing, if that's not going to happen, then why not keep Williamson? Yeah, Everyone else, next year, you're going to have a lot more. You left yourself True. with... You left yourself with a ton of flexibility next year. The, previ- the previous season, Avery Williams was, a, was absolutely awesome. Yep. He was a tremendous linebacker on the Jets. So um, having him back there with C.J. Mosley, with all the other talent that we have, even if Hewitt has to come in behind them, I mean, that seems like it could be oh, possible, yeah, but course. we'll see how that plays out, guys. I'll be brought back Arthur Millette on a one-year contract. Now, last year, he played corner hit. He, he actually ended up starting a bunch of games last year. I think he started six or seven games. And he played, I thought he played pretty good when he started. He was he was formidable. Um, Greg Williams really called really smart defenses last year. You know, he had to play some man. I thought he played pretty good. Fearless guy. So, Greg Williams really, really likes him. A guy I thought Greg
1: likes him. Oh, he loves Greg him. Likes he loves him. him. And, yep.
0: Um, he's somebody that with, the, with with our most recent signings, maybe he moves into a guy who well, he's really only going to be out there if you're going to put throw out four or five corners. He was going to play a dime pack or something like that. Right. But what do you think? They brought back Mallette Mike. Another positive signing for the Jets. And he's another guy that when we went through about a month or two ago, do you bring back? Do you not bring back? Somebody, me and you each, were hoping that did come back to the green and white.
1: We need a guy like that. And like we said, George, um, Greg Williams really liked him a lot. And he liked Greg Williams, playing for Greg Williams. And, you know, I'm starting to see a trend here that, You know, our friend CJ over there on the Weapons Hot podcast said that the jet tax has to die one day. And we were all like, well, people don't want to play with Gase. But I'm noticing people want to play under Greg Williams. And that's why Jordan Jenkins, JJ, our boy, who was our sack leader last year, is returning on a one-year deal for $5 million. And it was kind of surprising because he could have got more money from the Giants. He decided to come back for the Jets. Because he really wants to play for Greg Williams. That's what he said on Twitter. Yeah, Greg Williams. why he wanted Jenkins to Jenkins
0: felt that Greg Williams put him in the best position. If he was going to get a, sh- a short-term deal from the Giants also, right? If you're comparing two deals that were going to be short-term deals, one was maybe a two-year deal, right. one was a one-year deal. Giants were offering more money, but I think he thought, you know, I already know... Because last year he missed, remember he missed a bunch of games last year, Mike, at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So say say yeah. he played 16 games last year. He had eight sacks last year. He's double-digit sacks. There's one thing you can count on with Jenkins, Jenkins isn't somebody that other teams I think are necessarily scheming for to stop in the rush. Right. But he's somebody that if you don't account for him. He will get a sack. He will pressure he will. Your quarterback. He is pretty smart out there. Yeah. So, and you know, we we've been talking about Jenkins you because he's led the Jets in sacks the past couple years. Pretty a really really solid player. I and mean, I'm I'm happy they they brought him back. And you know our linebacking core, C.J. Mosley and Williamson and Cash and all the guys I mentioned before. Yep. Another guy they brought back, Mike James Burgess Jr. Last year he only played ten games. Last year. But he had 80 tackles. He's kind of an NFL, uh, kind of an NX, NFL rags to riches story that everyone can kind of root for. I really, really like Burgess a lot. He comes back on like a one-year, two million-dollar contract. Kind of a vagabond, bounced throughout the NFL. Came out of Louisville. I know he's he's played a whole, for a whole bunch of teams. But six foot, 230 pounds, but plays like a maniac when he's out there. And guys like that are fun to coach. Greg Williams, lo- Greg Williams loves Burgess. Last year, him and Neville Hewitt. Filled in so well that the Jets defense really didn't miss a beat when it came to stopping the run. Even though their draft pick, Blaise Cashman, the middle linebacker, hurt. C.J. Mosley didn't play the whole year. Avery Williamson got hurt in the preseason. Yep. You didn't even really miss a beat when it came to middle linebacker play because both those guys, Hewitt, Burgess, played great. I was stoked they brought him back. Another guy that AEBG is a big fan of. Um, and another big guy who's on a one-year deal,
1: Mike. Another guy who's on a one-year deal. So to wrap up, all the new guys. Offensive tackle, George Fant. Offensive guard, Greg Van Roten. Connor McGovern. Josh Andrews. Pierre Desir. Marquis Christensen. All new guys coming at good prices and value. People who we're bringing back. Cornerback, Brian Poole. Offensive guard, Alex Lewis. Arthur Merlette, Neville Hewitt. Burgess. Jenkins, all fans of the AE AAB, All A. B. G. loves all of those guys. And we're very happy that Greg Williams saw them as value and brought them all back on great deals for us. And gone, Tremaine Johnson. Peace. Daryl Roberts. Peace. Tom Compton. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <yeah>. Peace. <laughs> Brandon Shell, Son, he signed with the... Uh, Who did he sign with? He signed with some team. Oh, Houston Texans, I think scrubs <laughs> <of> Brandon Copeland <laughs> Brandon Copeland with the Patriots you know part of me dies inside when a jet signs up there cause I'm like how could you be, have been a jet like you were just playing with us just because we were you know okay that's fine you were just with us for money which mo- a lot of people are I understand but like if you're really a jet like Wayne Corbett you would never play for that. Well I know I'm
0: like, I know that's a fan. No,
1: you I wouldn't. Know. You wouldn't. Krebette no, no. was
0: the
1: No, Krebet would never play for that. No listen, listen. I can tell you, Nick, I can tell you, and I think Keith agrees. Wayne Crebet would never play for Patrick. Wait, Wayne Crebet. Wayne Crebet was the Frank Castle of the New York Jets. Bro. He was the Punisher. He was out there
0: just doing the work like an everyman. Blue-collar hero. You would have never he would never have that. gone to the Patriots, but you would have Mike, it's a business. I know how it is. It sucks Copa went up man. there. Yeah, it sucks he went to the Patriots. We always hate seeing that, but you now these signings, Mike, I'm just really stoked. Very positive energy.
1: What, one thing I want to say is I think that the Atlanta Falcons getting Todd Gurley and getting Hurst, that team... That team's offense looks crazy. Yeah, but this crazy. is the thing. This
0: is the thing we gotta we gotta remember here. Todd Gurley fell off last season when it came to yards per carry, things like that. Now, interestingly enough, he still had 20 touchdowns because in the red zone he was really effective. Yeah. Still, I He's won't good. say that he wasn't, but he had like 200 yards receiving last. Year. He had basically broke a thousand yards total from scrimmage. That's not—that's, like, below average. That's not really that great. So, I'm not saying, Mike, that he can't be tremendous with Atlanta and they can't have a tremendous offense. Of course they can. Of course we know his accolades in the past. But Mm -hmm. you have an arthritic knee. Now, you go back to not last year. Think about the year before, guys. He started off great. They didn't play really the second half of the year. Didn't really play in the playoff run. Got a few carries in the playoffs. Then last year had kind of a stinker year. Besides— An- Anomaly was the touchdowns. He had 20 touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Ton of touchdowns. Yardage wise was garbage. Yeah. So it's been a while since Gurley's been somebody that you're in your head thinking super effective. Right. But you can always get back to it. And I of think course. he's going to be in a timeshare there with the Falcons. But in the red zone, he can still be really good. Todd Gurley's still got some talent, obviously. Oh, yeah. um, And I think there's been a lot of great moves throughout the NFL. I just love the offseason so far. Teams reshaping, reformulating. Yep. You know, kind of just revamping squads. You
1: you a fan of that Dion Lewis signing over there, the Giants? The... Yeah. What do you think? Whoop. I think it's. I, I, it's a good I mean, compliment it, for for your boy it's Saquon. Good
0: compliment for Saquon. I think it's a decent sign. It's a one year deal. I don't think it's anything crazy. It uh, it helps the backfield. I mean, if we don't if we don't fix the offensive line, get that set. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Does doesn't it? make a difference, but. doesn't Now, and, and at least, though, you know you got a, 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 you got a oh, stud. Yes. You got a stud defensive end, yeah. Leonard Williams. At yes. least you know you got that locked down. Of course. You don't have to worry about that position for years Not to come. At all. You franchise tank a scrub. We, we give up two picks for him, bro, I think. Yeah. Great. Every time we talk about it, awesome. like whoever, yeah. if the Jets, Mike, say, for instance, they don't grab some tremendous receiver at 11 and they grab an offensive lineman or maybe even take a corner, whatever they do at 11. And they get into that third round, and they use that Leonard Williams pick to Leonard Williams pick to get a really tremendous receiver that ends up helping Sam for years to come. Yeah, and we got it for Leonard Williams. Awesome. I mean, awesome. Oh man, yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Good job, Dave. Yeah, good job, Dave. <laughs> that's like, guys, <laughs> that's like last night. I was watching the show on Netflix. How we're obviously all in quarantine mode, oh, so I'm watching things I've never watched. So I'm watching Netflix. Mike this show, it's called How the Toys. Oh no, it's called The Toys That Made Us. Everybody who's our age, if you're in your thirties, this is the greatest show of all time. All okay. the toys we grew up with, but it's like kind of the behind the scenes how they got made. My point is, there's a guy who invented the GI Joe, the idea of it. Okay, sold the idea to Mattel. Or Hasbro, one of these companies. I think it was Hasbro, right? For a hundred thousand bucks, instead of taking fifty thousand dollars in a percentage of each toy, oh, God. they went on to make one hundred thirty million dollars. The guy ended up costing himself seventy million dollars. That's kind of what the Giants did. I feel like <laughs> way up to the Jets. Oh, exactly. That's the deal You're you made with us. Works. And Joe Douglas is over on the other side, just laughing at you guys. And uh, you know, that's how it is. I'm sorry that we repeatedly beat you up about this bookie, but
1: Keith, you want to grab? Um... Go- Gostowski, who just got released by the Patriots over Fickett. Oh, yeah. is
0: Gostowski out there? Why you yeah, ready?
1: he's out there. Oh, he's, in, he's in. Lo- he's right now with, with Senor having a shot. Oh,
0: what? okay, so he's down in Los Huevos. I didn't realize that. Uh, for whatever reason, now I know... You know, Senor likes Mike, he likes me. Yeah. But he's him and Wookiee are like so tight. Yeah. And I'll be out, like, if we're at Chesterfield Estates, yeah. I hear Wookiee he's yeah. outside, he'll be smoking a cigarette. I hear him get a text alert. You yes. have that one special tone for a senor mariachi music. Yep. He always hits you with updates. Yep. What do you think about Jets with the tassel? Do you know anything? Do you know anything? I, haven't Don't heard, I like have Don't smile like that! I have not heard anything from Senor. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm He's saying the same thing. If Guskowski's out there, why is he not at least in camp? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure that
1: Senor. I'm sure Senior is preoccupied right now with his greatest uh, comp- uh, greatest uh, addition, Joe Flacco. He's been waiting oh, for him but, for yeah, so he's, long. He was, he's so happy Joe is down there now. You know, I know. He I was
0: is. always thought was strange is how how Senor had the Joe Flacco Memorial Wing of Los Havos, but yes. he was still a lot. Yeah. You're... Normally you only have <laughs> memorial wings when guys are dead, but then I realized what he meant was his career was dead. Right. And exactly. now it's confirmed <laughs> exactly. with Joe Flacco and free agency. And now he's in that wing, Joe. And that, now he's. He, I mean, he built it. Wait for that call. He, sent the, he Wait, "This is why Keith, Joe Flacco made the investment because he knew eventually." Where would he be?
1: Keith, I'm 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 worried. Keith, I'm worried for senior's health if somehow Adam Gase gets Joe Flacco to come to the Jets because they would take his most prized possession. To his favorite, he's been waiting team. for Flecko forever. I, 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 forever. I we would have to get him on the show, he would need therapy. I,
0: you know, I thought, you know, why I thought Mike was going in a coronavirus direction there. Yeah, no, he's more worried about his health with Joe Flacco. Yeah, and that's the real deal, and that's what you get here on AEBG. Yeah, <laughs> why, why would you bring Joe Flacco to the Jets? Come on, <laughs> that you know what? As a he's probably the best backup. Well, this is what yeah. I've been saying forever. This is what I've been yeah. saying forever. This is what I've been saying yeah. forever on our chat. Think about this he's a backup. Right. He should have been a backup years ago. Right. So when he's a backup, we're like, okay. Yeah. Then you're okay if he's your starter and you're acting like you're getting behind him. That's yeah, stupid. Not, not a great deal. If, yeah. if Joe Flacco comes in because your QB got hurt, you you can't be manager team. He's yeah. your backup. You he's know? good for half a game on that stash alone. It's, it's stash alone. You know. But he's so you know he's so statuesque out there. Yeah. Uh, with the, with his movements. Regal. And, I mean, maybe Mike. Maybe I will dig into the archives and find. The Joe Flacco Day tribute that we posted on the SEFL chat. Our friend chat. Maybe we'll get that up on our Instagram for everyone to see, because that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, but guys, thank you for joining us, as always. We're about to wrap this up in a second. What we're also going to have coming at you this week, because we know it's quarantine time. Everyone's at home. All of our fans, many we had a ton of great feedback this week, a ton of listeners last week. Because what's everyone doing? They're just chilling at home. So if you do like the Jets, if you do like football, you do want to be entertained by a couple of dudes, Um, then maybe you hit play, which everyone did last week. And we're going to come at you this week, with a quarantine bonus episode which will drop at the oh. end of the week for everybody. Oh, God. Okay, now, there'll be sports on it, yeah. but it's not gonna be Jets, guys. A trivia battle between Mike and the Wookiee, sports trivia throwdown. Now, this, this oh. rivalry goes back to Mayapak high school days, yeah. late 90s. Is... Now, and also, unbeknownst to me, which I find out only recently, by going to the archives in Mayapak at the town hall, yeah. the Lagarises and the Kronk families have been at war for hundreds of years. Wait, wait, I didn't wait, know that. Uh, like... <laughs> Did, I... <laughs> Did I go too far there? That's not... Okay, you know what? That could be fake news. But I know the trivia battle between these two gentlemen, battle of supremacy between right. these two men on the fantasy football field. In real life on the gridiron. Yeah. Here in the fantasy world, I know that's real. Well, that's, I see the look in your that's, eyes. That's, I spoke yeah. to Mike earlier. Some of the messages he was sending me, we'll I it. won't tell you what he was saying about oh, you. God. I won't say well, I won't tell you because right. that would not be right. I don't want to do that. I'm got not gonna start up that That's the type of guy I am, dude. Got it, got it. But he wasn't being nice. Okay. I mean, well I, Nick I, and I
1: Nick and I have been battling since middle school when there was a girl that he really liked that I ended up taking to the eighth grade dance and uh he, he, he's never really forgotten. Basically, he said
0: that Susie Tompkins, i that out. Right. You had a crush on her, eighth grade. Now, Got Mike it. is six foot five. You're a giant Wookiee. Yeah. It's probably the biggest Wookiees in all of May. In fact, the biggest kids in the whole county vying for the love of this one woman. Mike won out. It still hangs on. It's still in your heart. You're still angry about it. And you're <laughs> going to take it out on tonight, aren't you? Uh
1: Yeah, that's definitely going to, uh,
0: you know, yeah, I, I'm going to try my best <laughs> to take him down. Absolutely. <laughs> It's not Mike. see Mike still harboring the hate. doesn't even want to talk about it. So this is what we're gonna do, guys. You heard him, you heard him go back and forth there to <laughs> the end of the week. I'm gonna pit these two guys against each other. We're gonna talk a little bit of sports. We're gonna talk a little bit about our favorite sports movies yep. of all time. Whatever pops on our minds. Yep. Also, everybody, Kronk has a list he's been making up now since we were little kids. Yeah. It's called the POS list. Yeah. Which though the acronym the POS is the acronym for punch on sight list. We all have these lists in our mind. This is exactly what this is. This doesn't mean. No one's We're getting really punched. Going outside and no, there's people. no violence. There's no. Calm the, down. No, All right. no, no. Of course not. It's a theoretical list. It's Absolutely. more. It's therapeutic. Yes. It's cathartic for you to have this That's list. Exactly. What because I'm the saying. people on it, you do want to punch, but you can't. But it's nice to talk about it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's nice to. It's nice to dream. It's yeah. nice to want in your mind to be like, I wish I could smack this idiot. If
1: I had a chance to backhand
0: this son sort of a. Yeah, like you. You. Know, you uh, you yeah. turn it on the news. Yeah. And there's celebrities in their home. And they're singing some song. And you know what I want to do? Smack them in the face. Tell them to shut up and go back to whatever they were doing. Because you're not a singer, okay? Stop it. Don't do this to me. No, and that's an example yes. of a POS.
1: System. It sounds like something you want to do to that kid that was in on the news the other day, like, Oh, I don't care if I get coronavirus, it ain't gonna stop me partying. I'm going to He out should here be injected with
0: coronavirus. You know what he should do? We should find that kid. Remind me, because that is that's gonna get added to the list right now. I'm sorry to put that motherfucker
1: yeah, out. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about, right? I know like, you I mean. Mean. But anyways,
0: I want to thank everybody. Listen yes. to the end of the week, maybe we'll have another episode for you yes. guys. Thank you for joining us this week, everybody. You know, Mike, if anyone does want to listen to us, get at us, support us, tell their friends about us in any way shape or form
1: where can they do that they could do that really anywhere i mean we're on all types of platforms pod stitcher we're on iheart radio soundcloud itunes spreaker hosted on the elite sports radio network you can follow us on facebook at aebg.jets radio on twitter at aebg underscore nyj podcast and on instagram at jet.aebg
0: yeah, man, and everybody, if you do listen to this, if you do listen to this on your iPhones or iTunes at all, please go ahead and give us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate that. Thank you so much, everybody. I want to say on behalf of my colleague, Michael Agaris, and my boy to the right of me, the big, stinking, bookie Nicholas Cronk, thank you for joining us, everybody. Peace out. Talk to you at the end of the week, guys. Are you ready?
1: The New York Jets will any day in the world, and I think we're going
0: to win next Sunday. Dream dream. The New York Jets. I think Jeff fans. Jet fans. very passionate. Murray, Murray. <laughs> Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. And Darnold. That's
1: such an upside.
0: Darnold. I think Jeff fans. Very passionate.
1: Brady sucks. Don't Don't be